What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of Surfing the Stream, where every week we are on a quest to find out what is the greatest movie of all time. I am Matt Primo, and today I am here to review The Batman. This is going to be a half non-spoiler, half spoiler review. So the first half of this review, you should be able to listen to it uh, if you have not seen the movie. Uh, but guys, I'm just going to be honest with you. Go see the movie. Like, just click out of this review and just go watch it. Like, go watch it tomorrow, go watch it today, you know, whatever. But go watch this movie and then come back to this review just to see if we're, you know, on the same page or not. Uh, but yeah, half of it's going to be non-spoiler and then the back half of the review will be uh, all spoilers. So, you have been warned prior to. Uh, but before we jump into the review of The Batman, uh, if you like what we're doing here and you want to consider supporting us, then go to patreon.com slash 2game. That is the number 2. Support us at any of those tiers, and you get access to a whole bunch of different content, such as access to our Discord channel. You get access to extra episodes slash segments, as well as additional uh, exclusive podcasts as well by going to patreon.com slash 2game. Now, one thing that I will say, because it, it's kind of related to Patreon, our Patreon supporters, we all kind of did like a meetup. It was our first Patreon meetup uh, ever. So we're starting a quarterly meetup where we're going to go see a movie. We're going to kind of meet up, chill, go see a movie, hang out afterwards, talk about it, and have a, have a damn good time. You know what I'm saying? And guys, we did it for the Batman. And let me tell you, none of the guys, none of the people that showed up for the Patreon meetup paid for their ticket. It was all paid for as a part of their Patreon subscription. So if that interests you, if you want to have that uh, additional perk of going to these movies, not having to buy your ticket, but you also get some great exclusive content on top of it, then patreon.com slash 2game. Uh, shout out to our $20 tier supporters, Carmen Paradixio, Eric Hernandez, Sharon Petrie, Lindsey Humble, Michael King, Brian slash Corey Costa, Casey Pye, and Christina Lambeau. We appreciate y'all supporting us at that $20 tier each and every month. Without y'all, we would not be able to do this, so thank you so much. Without further ado, let's jump into The Batman. When the Riddler, a sadistic serial killer, begins murdering key political figures in Gotham, Batman is forced to investigate the city's hidden corruption and question his family's involvement. This movie is directed by Matt Reeves, who has also directed Cloverfield, uh, Let Me In, War of the Planet of the Apes, and Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Uh, this movie had a budget of $200 million, and it has, as of right now, it's been, what, three weeks since it released on March 4th, 2022. Uh, we are standing at $598.1 million gross, and it is uh, continuing to win each and every week. I... I hope this movie makes a billion dollars. I, I really do. It stars Robert Pattinson, Zoe Kravitz, Jeffrey Wright, and Paul Dano. It has a runtime of 2 hours and 56 minutes. Uh, jumping into our fun facts, Matt Reeves stated this version of the Riddler was partly inspired by the Zodiac Killer. Uh, Reeves cites the comics Batman Ego, Batman Year One, and The Long Halloween as influences for this movie. The I'm Vengeance line that uh, Robert Pattinson says in the trailer, that was ad-libbed by him. The Batman is the longest Batman film to this date, and it is the second longest comic book movie behind Avengers Endgame. Uh, now, this next little fun fact that, I, that I'm about to tell you about, 
I don't know how true this is. Like, maybe they were like, just throw out a list of names, and these were the people that, that they were like, well, let's get these guys. I, I don't 100% believe some of these people were even in consideration because, well, one of them I know hates comic book movies, so I don't know why he would even be in this list. Dennis Villanueva, who has directed Dune, uh, let's see, uh, Sicario, uh, Arrival, some really, really great movies. Uh, apparently he was up for consideration. I am curious to know how this movie would have been if he was the director because I got to say, he is one of my favorite directors uh, up to this point right now. He has some really, really great movies. Uh, George Miller was also up for consideration for directing. Matt Ross, don't even know who that is, honestly. And Fede Alvarez, who directed uh, Don't Breathe. And then he also directed the uh, Evil Dead remake. Eh, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm kind of glad that he didn't get this. But the biggest one, Ridley Scott, who, if I'm not mistaken hates, and I can't stress the word hates enough, hates comic book movies. So that's why I'm not sure if this list is just like, oh, let's just throw our names into a pot and see who who is interested and who's not. I, I don't know, but there you go. And the last and final fun fact, the four-note musical theme, also called The Batman, is composed of the first four notes of John Williams' famous The Imperial March. I got to go back and kind of listen to that, see if they kind of sound similar. That would be so dope if it was. So dope. But let's jump into the Batman, okay? Like I said, the first little bit of this uh, review is going to be non-spoilers, so you can listen to this safely. I'm not going to spoil any kind of uh, plot points, anything like that. And the back half will be all spoilers. And I will I will let you know before I jump into spoilers. So I got to say, just to start off this review... This was probably my most hyped movie of the year. I haven't been so excited to see a movie in so long. Like, this, in the last, I don't know, three three years? Maybe since Endgame. I have not been this excited to see a movie. So I was so hyped for this. It was like Spider-Man 3, Avengers Endgame level hype. Like, those are the movies that I have never been more hyped for. Uh, I would say, like, the top five movies... If I, if I had to guesstimate which ones I've been most hyped to see, uh, Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight, uh, Spider-Man 3 was way up there. Uh, Avengers Endgame was, was pretty high. Infinity War, granted, all those are comic book movies. Uh, the Green Knight, I was really, really excited to go see. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think you can kind of throw that in there among that list as my most hyped movies ever. Like I was so excited to go see this movie. And the best part is I got to see it with my friends and our Patreon supporters uh, because I love our Patreon supporters. And again, you can get a free ticket to, uh, in June, I want to say that's when it comes out, Jurassic World Dominion. That is going to be the next meetup for our Patreon. Uh, so if you want to do that and you want to get a free ticket, patreon.com slash two game. But back to the Batman. Super excited to see this movie. And coming out of this movie, shout out, I was... I loved it. I loved the movie. I think it's I think it's amazing. I think a lot of people built it up as being the best Batman movie. And I don't think it is the best Batman movie. I think it's a great movie. But it falls short of The Dark Knight and Batman Begins. It doesn't... I don't, I don't even think it comes close to those two movies. I think those two movies are in like the S tier. And then this can be just a tier below. 
and it's kind of like all by itself. And then the Dark Knight Rises is below uh, below the Batman, I think. Because I do think that they get so much right in this movie, but there are some things that they just don't hit hard enough for me, and that's really what prevents it from being that S tier, that number one, number two Batman movie of all time, one of my favorite movies of all time, anything like that. It's just a couple of things that really prevent it from that. And honestly, it's two big things. A lot of the things can be traced back to two big issues that I have with the movie. The first being the fact that this movie is kind of based off of or similar slash influenced by two other movies. That is Seven and Zodiac. Now, if you've watched either of those two movies, then you can kind of... If you watch those two movies and you watch The Batman, then you can kind of see the similarities between the three movies. Uh, if you have not, then I highly recommend you go watch Zodiac and or Seven, and you will get an idea of what you should expect in The Batman, because they're very, very similar. Uh, the Zodiac is kind of like a, a slow, drawn-out movie of them trying to find out who the Zodiac killer is, but they don't ever find out who he is, obviously, because that case is still unsolved. But it's a good procedural detective thing where they're trying to put together the pieces, right? And it's kind of similar to the Batman. Then on the other side, you have this dark, noir detective story with uh, with Seven that has so much tension and this all-time great ending with some great acting and, and whatnot. That is the one thing that this movie is missing, and that is tension. For a detective type of movie, for a mystery-based movie, I feel like you have to have that sort of tension. The one thing that The Dark Knight had that this movie does not is tension. I mean, it was like scene after scene after scene. It was like, oh my god, it was it, it just builds and builds and builds, and then it would have huge climatic scenes, and it would give you a little bit of a break, and then it would bring that tension back up. It was a very exhausting movie to see The Dark Knight in theaters for the first time. One of my most exhausting experiences in a movie ever, which is why it's still number one all-time favorite movie for me. Now, cut to The Batman, and it just it doesn't have that. It doesn't have that tension to bring you from scene to scene. And that's one of my biggest issues with the movie is if you're going to have a mystery movie, you need to have that, that tension. Now, they do have some escalating things with the Riddler, but for the most part, it's, it's not to the effect of The Dark Knight or to the effect of Seven, where it was like, I felt like time was rushing the whole time. This is kind of a slow, drawn-out movie. And if you don't like those types of movies, I don't think you're going to like this movie. And also, if you want your Batman movie or your comic book movie to be uh, action, action, excitement, explosions, Michael Bay, all that kind of stuff, you're not going to get that here. There are maybe, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, three explosions, four explosions in this movie. There's not a whole lot of action. N barely any I mean Batman beats up some guys uh every little bit and then there's the huge climatic scene at the very end but for the most part there's not a whole lot of action in this so do not go into this movie expecting you know Avengers Endgame type action or even the Dark Knight type action because it's not that it's more of a mystery detective noir type of movie it's slow and methodical but it's not to the point where it's boring in fact 
I loved just about every single minute of this movie to varying degrees. But for the most part, I loved every single minute of this movie. I was engaged with the story. I was engaged with the characters. I think the... I think the story can become a little convoluted at times. Uh, so I, I wish they would have simplified it just a little bit or maybe had like this huge twist at some point that maybe the Batman didn't see or something like that. But for the most part, it just didn't have that. And that was one of my biggest issues with the movie. The second biggest issue that I have with the movie is the ending. And I can't really go into great detail about the ending, obviously because of spoilers, but it just felt completely different from the rest of the movie and it was kind of kind of jarring just how different it was from the rest of the movie and that's one of the issues that's one of the biggest issues i have with the movie is the ending and then uh the tension the the suspense throughout the entire story now coming out of the theater i i we had a little little discussion with the patreon supporters and whatnot and i said i'm not a huge fan of the ending it's just it felt like it, it not phoned in. It didn't feel lazy. It just felt completely different. And I just don't know if I liked it. I, I, I need to watch it again. And I 100% do need to watch this movie again. Because it, it's going to make me realize some other things. I mean, when you're seeing a movie for the first time, especially when you're trying to keep in mind of the critical stuff of film and whatnot, it kind of makes you not enjoy it as much. So I do need to see it again. And initially, I did not like the ending, but after looking at some reviews, watching some other people talk about it, talk about it with some other people that have seen it, I've I've actually grown on the ending a little bit. It's grown on me a little bit, and I gotta say, I do like the ending. I guess I just missed what they were trying to convey to me with their themes at the very end, so... I think that's an issue with the the film itself, or maybe I'm just dumb. It's probably the latter on that, but hey, it is what it is, right? I think all the performances are spectacular. I don't know of a single person in this movie that does not have a good performance. Uh, For the most part, all of them are great. Robert Pattinson, guys, I am a huge, huge Christian Bale fan, okay? Christian Bale has been my number one Batman for the longest time. Absolutely loved him as Batman. Robert Pattinson might be a better Batman than Christian Bale. Now, Christian Bale does get the nod on the Bruce Wayne aspect, but you don't really get a whole lot of Bruce Wayne in this movie. In fact, there is so much Batman in this movie, I was kind of surprised by it. I mean, you go back and look at some of the other movies that have come before, even in like other superhero movies, they're like almost hardly ever in their alter ego costume, right? In their suit. It's mainly their their normal selves, and then occasionally they get in their suit to go do some stuff. No. He is like 80-90% of this movie is him in the Batman suit, which is fantastic. It brings a whole new meaning to the word the Batman because that is basically what this movie is about. They kind of disregard Bruce Wayne altogether, and that's to its fault at times because I feel like they could have they could have gone a little bit more on the whole Bruce Wayne aspect, but I'm expecting them to do that more in the uh, subsequent sequels. So I'm going to judge that on a, on a different basis just because they're going to look at that in uh, a different movie. But for the most part, uh, I loved his performance. I thought he was a fantastic Batman. He played a, he played it great. He didn't do the uh, the voice to where it was kind of annoying. It was kind of just like a deeper voice almost. Loved his Bat voice. He probably has the best Bat voice out of anybody. Uh, just 
I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Number one Batman for me. I never thought anybody would ever take over Christian Bale, especially Robert Pattinson. I had my reservations about him when he first got announced as Batman. And I was like, I don't know. I've seen these other movies with him, and he's really great. And that, to me, is the biggest issue with what people have been saying about Robert Pattinson leading up into this movie. They're all like, oh, Twilight Twilight Batman. He's going to be a terrible Batman. Guys, go watch other Robert Pattinson movies, and you will see why he is a fantastic choice as Batman. He is such a great actor. Don't look at him at Twilight. Just don't. Just skip those movies. Look at Good Times. Look at High Life. Go look at uh, Tenet. And even The Lighthouse, which The Lighthouse is probably my favorite movie with Robert Pattinson in it. I think it's his best performance out of any of them. Uh, So yeah, go check out those movies if you're interested in seeing what he is outside of Twilight. Uh, But he does a great, great job in this movie. Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. uh, She is fantastic. I thought probably... To me, the MVPs of the movie, Jeffrey Wright and Robert Pattinson, had great chemistry together. But I think the MVP has to go to either Robert Pattinson or Colin Farrell as Penguin. Was not expecting him to be that good. Was not expecting him to be in this movie that much. And he's almost like unrecognizable in the role altogether. If you did not know that he was Colin Farrell, you would not be able to recognize him. And I think that's a testament to the prosthetics and the makeup and whatnot, but also he changes his voice completely. He does not sound like Colin Farrell whatsoever. If he doesn't get some kind of, of nod at like the award ceremony or whatnot, I I don't know how you even win that award. I mean, either like best supporting actor or even like best makeup, something like that. He has to win it. Has to. But I think those are some of the best actors uh, in the movie. Paul Dano going into the movie, I was expecting to be, absolutely amazing. I was actually expecting him to be the best performance in the movie. And then coming out of the movie, I was kind of disappointed honestly. Like, Paul Dano is such a great actor. I even said it in a previous review that he is one of the more underrated actors in Hollywood right now. And it's not because he has a bad performance. He has a good performance in this movie. Even, I I don't know if I would say great, but he's good to great performance. And the issue with his performance is he kind of teeters that line of being kind of silly. And I was actually talking to someone about this uh, recently, and I may have even said it on one of our other podcasts. Heath Ledger as a Joker was was terrifying as the Joker, okay? But he walked a thin line of being silly versus being terrifying. But he leaned towards terrifying more than anything, and it was it was perfect. Like, he walked that line perfectly. Paul Dano walks that line of terrifying versus silly, and he leans more towards silly more times than terrifying. And that's a testament to just the Riddler being crazy in the movie and like psychotic and whatnot. So I guess you can make the case that it just that's just the type of character they were going for. But I, I think some of the choices, whether it be the writing or his performance, I think it just comes off as kind of silly at times. And it just I was really expecting him to be the best part of the entire movie, and they just didn't do it for me. Uh, But really, those are the only issues that I really have with the movie. I think the theme, the score is fantastic. I think the story is fantastic, uh, although a little convoluted at times. And uh, the ending and the tension, those are really the two biggest issues that I have with the movie. Now, jumping into spoilers, so if you have not seen the movie 
and you plan on seeing it, or I guess if you don't really care, uh, continue on. If not, spoilers ahead, uh, pause this review and then come back to it. This is your last chance. So the first thing about the Batman, spoiler-wise, that I want to talk about, and it's probably going to be the main thing that I do discuss in this review, because, look, I could probably talk about this movie for an hour, and you don't really have time to hear just one guy talk about a movie for an hour, okay? Uh, I wish I could have someone else on the podcast to talk about it, so I'm sorry. But, hey, it's the hand we're dealt with, okay? But the main thing that I want to talk about is the ending, initially when I I was watching the movie, I didn't really care for it. I, I thought it was completely jarring how once the Riddler gives up his grand scheme, how the, the explosions and whatnot that breaks the water, uh, the water walls and whatnot, and it all comes crashing in on the city, I thought the movie completely changed. It went from a detective uh, mystery movie up into a disaster movie almost with this big high-budget explosions and uh, action sequences and whatnot that we just weren't getting in the beginning of the movie. So it felt completely jarring. And then he... I don't know. They just do some things in those scenes that kind of kind of threw me off. That I was kind of confused as to what they meant. Like, he risked his life by cutting the wire, but then he falls down into the, wire, into the water and just immediately gets back up. And it's like... Well, they made it seem like he was risking his life for his city, for these people, but then he just immediately gets up. Now, I was talking to some other people about it, and they were like, well, I don't know if it's necessarily about him risking his life. He knew that his his suit was, I guess, I don't, I don't know, it was rubber and shit like that. Like, it would it would nullify the electricity, okay? So, he, he knew that, so he just went out there and just saved the people, and I'm like, Oh, I, I mean, I guess, I guess I can see it that way. He, he's, it's, it's more of a he, he was saving them rather than risking his life. And I, okay, I could see that. And then you have the, the shots at the end where he's kind of just helping people. And I'm like, I don't know. This looks weird. As a Batman fan, I'm not used to seeing Batman in the sunlight. It, it just, it looks weird. And. You know, some people complain that that's one of the biggest reasons why they don't like The Dark Knight Rises is because Batman is in the daylight so much. And, look, I, I think Batman should primarily work at night. I mean, hence the Batman, you know, being at night. It's more, you know, more scary and whatnot. He can beat up the bad guys. That's when they prowl at night. Yeah, all that good stuff. I understand that. I don't have a problem with him working during the day. There's actually several sequences where he's at, like, uh, where he's, like, still out at dawn and it has that uh orange looking sky to it which looks really cool by the way but he's out there he's not technically nighttime but he's only in those specific situations with specific characters so he's not actually like fighting bad guys or anything like that so i'm okay with that but it was like the ending i was i was just thrown off i was not expecting them to do a i mean almost kind of like superman like ending with uh, being the hope for the city, not necessarily being vengeance for the city. But like I said, I went and watched some reviews, listened to some other people uh, talk about the ending, and then also kind of talked to some other people about the ending. And I'm, I'm a lot higher on the ending now, and it actually made me love the movie even more, kind of seeing it from their point of view, where Batman is risking his life. The entire movie, he is being called vengeance. He thinks he should just 
beat everyone to a pulp, and that's how he's going to save the city. But then the ending is where he realizes, hey, I can't just beat the crap out of every single villain. I actually have to save people, and that's how I'm going to save my city is by saving these people. And he becomes a hero. He becomes the Batman at the end of this movie. And when I kind of connected those dots and kind of heard other people say that and talk about the movie, I was like, oh, okay. I love that. Like, I love how the entire movie has been an arc and he's been vengeance the entire movie. They don't ever call him the Batman. I want to say, what, maybe like once or twice? It's not very often that someone refers to him as Batman. They refer to him as vengeance a lot in this movie. Even uh, even Penguin calls him vengeance. A lot of people call him vengeance. For So I didn't catch it initially, but he is vengeance throughout the entire movie. And then at the very end, that's when he becomes the hero. That's when he becomes the Batman. And I thought that was a great arc after kind of realizing it. Maybe I'm kind of stupid for not following along during the movie. I don't know. Guys, it was a three-hour long movie. I mean, maybe I just wasn't tracking very well. I don't know. But that's my fault. But now I kind of see it on the outside looking in, and I, I think it's great. I think it's a great arc. And while I'm still not crazy about the way the ending looks, I think the story aspect of it is is really great. Now, what does that do for a future installment? I mean, you got uh, No Man's Land comics that you can uh, kind of reach towards. So maybe the whole city's walled off for a sequel and Batman's trying to clean up the city. Maybe. Is there going to be a Joker in the sequel? I don't know. Here's my thing. Why would they bring in Barry Keegan as the Joker if he is not going to be the Joker for a future movie? He's just, he's not a big time actor, but he's an upcoming actor. He is, he was great in Eternals. He was probably the only bright spot in Eternals that I really, really loved. Uh, he was also great in the the Green Knight, which he has a very small role in that. But but otherwise, he's just a great actor, really is. He's upcoming, and I, I think he's going to get some some roles that he's going to be really great in. And I'm curious to know how he would do in Joker. We get a little glimpse of him, but apparently, according to Matt Reeves, that is not the quote unquote full realized Joker. That's still a him uh, before he becomes the Joker. So whether or not we need the Joker. I don't think we need the Joker as a necessary uh, main villain. One of the great things about the Arkham games was, yes, he was the main villain in the first mo- in the first video game, but then he becomes a side villain for the rest. But he's always in the background, and I think that is the way you should move forward with with the series. Is don't make him the main villain. Make him kind of be the side character that Batman has to deal with on a consistent basis. But we have this overarching villain like Hush or something like that to, to have to deal with. And I think that would be more interesting. Don't make it like Heath Ledger Joker or anything like that where he is the quote-unquote main villain. Uh, make him a, a side villain that just Batman has to deal with. I mean, let's be honest. In the animated series and all kinds of comic iterations, he's always dealing with the Joker in some capacity. He's not necessarily always the main villain. And I think that's the way we need to go forward because I'm looking at some of the comments on posts like IGN and whatnot, and people are like trashing this decision. We don't need the Joker. We're, we're so tired of Joker. Guys, calm down, okay? We need the Joker. Batman needs the Joker, okay? This isn't some other comic book iteration where it's like, 
does Superman really need Zod? Does Superman really need Brainiac or anything like that? No. Batman and Joker are completely different. They are the yin and the yang. One cannot be without the other. Batman creates the Joker who creates the Batman. It's kind of a it's, it's a circle. So to me, there has to be a Joker in every comic book iteration, any movie iteration of the Batman. Just has to be. Now, does he have to be the main villain? No. But he has to be there for Batman to deal with because it really challenges his his perspective on and his moral ground for not killing. That has been the thing that has haunted Batman in every single comic book iteration is he lets all these people die, but he never kills Joker. All these people that the Joker kills and that Batman can't save, but Batman still can't bring himself to kill the Joker. And I think that is what really makes the Batman stand out as one of the best comic book characters ever created because of that moral high ground. And I think you have to have the Joker in there. Otherwise, who challenges him on that? To the to the, to the the max, you know? I, the Joker is the only one that can really challenge his moral high ground to the max. So I think you have to have him in there at some capacity. And I guess now I can just talk about some of my favorite scenes. Uh, the best scene in the entire movie, just off the top of my head. It's been a couple weeks since I've seen this movie, guys. So just bear with me. I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. I didn't have a chance to record this episode right when we saw it just because I went on vacation right after it. The penguin chase, the car chase scene is by far probably the best scene in the entire movie. Absolutely love it. The, uh, the fact that they have said all that is practical and none of it is CGI is so perfect so perfect i thought they did a great job of showing just how not demented batman is but like how angry he is they do such a great job of that and then the stunt work is just magnificent and then when he blasts through that uh the explosion and rams into the penguin i mean you've seen it all in the trailers i i think that's just a great scene and then they show him upside down in the in the car and they show batman walking upside down just fantastic Fantastic sequence. Uh, I think the interrogation scene, it, it's nowhere near as amazing as the Joker-Batman sequence or interrogation scene in The Dark Knight. Not even close. But I think this is a decent to good sequence. The only issue with it is, like I said earlier, I think Paul Dano kind of teeters on the edge of being silly and some of the little nuances kind of come out to him being silly in this particular scene. But again, you can kind of trace that back to maybe he's just a psychotic killer and he's just crazy. So you can kind of, I guess you could kind of make that your point of it being a great scene or not. And then one of the other things that I really, really loved about this movie is the fact that Batman is, he, I mean, he even says it in the movie at the very beginning, I am the shadows. And I mean, he is. He walks out of shadows. He's not very stealthy. I mean, even in like the uh, the scenes going into the uh, into the club. First off, he shows up as Batman, and they won't let him in. So he just punches his way through. Then he shows up as Bruce Wayne, and they're like, "Yeah, I know who you are." And then he just sneaks in. So I mean, it's a, it's this little progression of that sequence throughout the entire movie, which is kind of funny, but. The fact that he's not very stealthy, he just he doesn't really care. But I think that's more of a testament to the character itself, not necessarily what 
Batman should be. Because I, to me personally, Batman should be stealthy. He should be the knight. He should move in the shadows. He should be more ninja-like. I completely agree with that. But to me, I think that fits this character very well because earlier before that, he even says, I don't care what happens to me. I don't care if I live or die. Uh, I just, I'm going to beat up, I'm going to beat up people. And if I die in the process, then that's fine. Uh, I don't care about Bruce Wayne. I don't care about making appearances and whatnot. I'm just going to be the Batman. And I think that's kind of hammered home when he is just fighting all willy nilly, no defense, not even trying to protect himself. He takes, uh, gunshots at point blank. He gets hit. He gets knocked down. He's just fighting with anger. And I, again, I think that's all a testament to his character of him not being stealthy because, again, he just doesn't care. He's just going to walk in, and he knows he's just going to beat you down. And he doesn't care if you get hits on him. And I, I hope that's explored more in the sequels where they kind of make him more stealthy and make him kind of learn from his mistakes. And again, a lot of people have said, well, this isn't my Batman. This is this Batman is a wimp. He, he, he takes hits. He doesn't move in the shadows. Guys, this is year two Batman who is still young. He even makes mistakes as a detective, which he's not the world's greatest detective just yet. But I do love the fact that they kind of leaned into that detective aspect of Batman, which we have not really truly gotten up to this point. It makes the take on the character so vastly different from other iterations of of Batman in, in cinema. I mean, this is more grounded, more gritty, more not original, yeah, I guess I would go original, take on Batman versus like Christopher Nolan's Batman or even the campy Batmans, uh, Batman and Robin or the Batman's 66 series or or whatever the case may be. I think this is the most grounded, most gritty uh, take on Batman yet. And I think they actually lean into the detective side more than anything. I mean, like I said earlier, there's not a whole lot of action in this. He just walks in beat some people up, and then walks out, and then does some more detective work. And that's another thing that I loved about this movie is sometimes he is so, like, for a guy that is so stealthy and supposed to move in the shadows and be quiet, he is super loud. And I know it was a choice by the director because you can hear his footsteps, his boots hit the ground and whatnot. And he it does that more so for the fact that he wants to scare the uh, the villains and whatnot, the bad guys. But I think it's a great choice for him to just, hey, I'm walking out of the shadows, walking all slow and badass-like, and then I'm just going to beat your butt. And that's kind of what happens throughout the entire movie, and I absolutely love it. Love, love, love it. I love this iteration of Batman. Do I wish there was more from Bruce Wayne from that aspect of the character? Yes. But I think they kind of hit home with the, uh, the classic notion that the Batman... That is who Bruce Wayne is. Bruce Wayne is the mask. And to me, that is the central the central aspect of this character that you have to get is, yes, Bruce Wayne might be the, the actual person underneath the mask, but that's not the mask. Bruce Wayne is, in fact, the mask to that character. And uh, while I wish they would have got a little bit more with Bruce Wayne, uh, I'm hoping they can explore that in, in future sequels. And one other thing that I wish that they would have done a little bit better in this movie is Alfred, who's in like two or three scenes. I think uh, Andy Serkis 
is a great Alfred. Just in the little bit that we got with him, I, I think he is actually a really great Alfred. But the issue is they they give us one scene and then they blow him up. And then they're expecting us to care about him a little bit. And I don't know. We You just didn't earn it to me. Yes, you kind of indirectly earned it just because we've been with the character of Alfred and Bruce uh, for years and years and years and years. But this iteration of the character, we're not completely sold on him yet. We're, this is a new take on him. You need to make us care for that relationship. And it just didn't feel earned. But I'm not saying that it's not a bad bad scene in the hospital with them two. Uh, it's actually a really great scene and some really great acting. But again, just didn't feel earned. And I felt like they could have done more with the whole Bruce and Alfred aspect of the movie. And I'm hoping, hoping they uh, they continue that and involve that throughout the series. But guys, I am been talking about this movie nonstop for 35, 36 minutes now. Uh, like I said, I could talk about this movie for an hour plus. And to have it, to be able to talk to with somebody else would have probably been a little bit better. So I apologize. But uh, if you have not seen this movie, go see it. 100% go see this movie. This is number three for me. It's right behind Batman Begins uh, as the third best Batman movie. I, I need to and want to see it again. I give it five stars. It is only the third Batman movie that deserves five stars. So take that with what you will. But it it's an amazing movie. It really is. And I think there's a lot to chew on with this movie, especially considering it's, a, it's almost three hours long. But it, it's not perfect. I know I give it five stars, but that's just how much I love this movie and how great some of the things that they do great are so damn great. Like, it is some of the best Batman stuff in any movie ever. But there's a couple of things that they just don't do nearly as good as, I don't know, the two best Batman movies ever. And that's kind of where I put it at number three. But guys, that's going to be it for me. I appreciate y'all joining me for this review. I will catch y'all next time on another one. Laters.